Alright, it's the uh, Roundup edition of Stun Granny Audio. This is number nine in your preview roundup. Uh, this is Jeremy. I hope I'm not yelling into the mic, but we've been at open bar since 530. <laughs> it's 8 o'clock now, and the only reason we're here is because they cut us off. And the only reason we're here in Atlanta is because we're supposed to go to WrestleMania and the Hall of Fame and... What's that there? Raw. Uh, Raw. Monday Night Raw, sorry. And the world of Coke. That's Eric Nelson. Yeah, we're Kevin and I have graciously allowed Eric Nelson to crash the party <laughs> and Well, and talk. Eric so mule the coke here from Iowa, so <laughs> we're, right. we're good to we, go. We get the good shit from Chicago, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're going to the world of coke, and that's not the drink. Yeah, so. we're going to find Jake the Snake Roberts lying in a corner like a coiled-up cobra at the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the shit you promised me? I I saw the signs outside scratching himself, peeing in the corner. <laughs> Stone Mountain, Georgia is only 40, 45 minutes yeah, away. I think it's a tourist attraction around here. <laughs> Jeremy must have felt the need to go to the bathroom. He just escaped this. So, Kevin, why don't you talk about what the point of the show is going to be? Uh, and I'm not completely sure. Well, no. Our uh, point of the show, I think, was to get... Uh, someone's input other than Jeremy and I, oh. <laughs> honestly, and to kind of uh, cover stuff that maybe we didn't cover in the uh, preview shows, because we, we tried to keep them shorter, but uh, we have since realized that uh, instead of 15 minutes, they were probably closer to 20 minutes. <laughs> so uh, we hope we list, or you guys listened uh, for as much as you could, because, uh, yeah, we're working Those hard. painful, that's why. <laughs> No, they were only painful when I wasn't revealing uh, awkward moments of my sex life post-divorce. Uh, <laughs> well, trust me, Kevin's slept with plenty of fat chicks. So uh, I'm not sure what you're... I, I heard you guys... I was using the bathroom, so I heard you guys talking about Stone Mountain. Stone Mountain is hillbilly paradise because they have a laser show on top of an Andrew Jackson mold in the, in the side of a mountain. Oh, my God. And then you also get to ride... Uh, a train that gets robbed, and it's it's really awkward because the guys are giving their all to make it seem like the the robbery's real. It's not at all. The everyone in the caboose, not uh, not the caboose, uh, what not the caboose train? Are, are we on the fucking Pictionary or thousand <laughs> dollar pyramid? Goddamn coal car. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Describe it, motherfucker. Yeah, the place where you sit where nothing happens. That's yeah. literally what this ride is. And then you get these jackasses that come in with uh, like Lone Ranger stuff on, and they go, well, we're going to rob you. Well, well, no, you're not, because I understand there's no danger in this involved. So. It's like going to a murder mystery dinner and nobody dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or going to the uh, Jaws ride at Universal Studios, uh-huh. which is the most embarrassing thing ever, because they try to work in number one and number two, and the person has a shotgun, which didn't play into either one of them, because Roy Scheider clearly had a rifle. And then the second one, it bit into an electrical line, which didn't make any fucking sense anyways. Well, now so. you're just being a Jaws snob. Well, yes, because in number three, <laughs> with Louis Gossett Jr. and Randy Quaid... No, not Randy Quaid. Was it Randy Quaid? I don't no, know. No, okay. not Randy Quaid. Jeremy is even embarrassing us right yes. now with his uh, nerdology. <laughs> yeah. so. The greatest thing ever is a, non-3D, or is a 3D movie in non-3D, because everything's pixelated around the edge, so you know what the 3D is supposed to be, which is Friday the 13th 3D... Uh, Avatar, which sucks a dick unless it's in 3D. There's so. a high school volleyball team right down the hallway that's turning their There are a right lot now. of high school volleyball cheerleaders, <laughs> whatever they are down the hall. So, And that one gargantuan thing hanging out outside the pool. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Oh, and, and the Kofi Kingston fan. Which is funny, the three of us, because we've all seen it. So. <laughs> all right. Um, Let's just say he can't make the boom, boom, boom motion. Well, he can, but he'd be hitting himself in the elbow. Yeah. He, he can swim circles around us, though. <laughs> well, one of us. Because some, some 30-year-old motherfucker doesn't know how to swim. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and right. he's not from East L.A. or Compton. <laughs> um, all right. So, anyways, why are we doing a roundup show? That's what I asked Kevin. Yeah, a few he asked ago. me, and I thought it was to pick up on the stuff that maybe we didn't mention. But we didn't uh, miss or... anything because that's how good we are. Uh, good night. Uh, <laughs> we'll try to do better. Well, next. and we did want to. <laughs> yes. We did want to include Eric's opinion. I thought too. I think that was one of the other purposes of this show. Oh, hey, or, here's a good way to include my opinion. We can go in the order that I think the matches are going to be uh, on Sunday night. How does okay. that sound? Okay. That's about the best I can do for you, though. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, we wouldn't mind making this an Eric-heavy audio, oh, considering Jesus. that uh, the two of us have been whoring ourselves out for a good... We have, but, but only one of us has actually met Seamus, so go suck a dick. You son of a bitch. So. Oh, did you post that on uh, the page? Yeah, put it on the Twitter. Uh, the girl and I, uh, to take a phrase from Kevin, we actually met Seamus, uh, standing <laughs> for Marta. Um, he was cool as shit, because if someone interrupts me while I'm eating... I would have told him to go fuck themselves and then throw him into the electric lines that run the MARTA system. <laughs> he was nothing but cool. Um, shook hands. Even in the pose, he was, like, giving this tough guy pose. And then he wasn't trying to, like, feel my chick up when he was taking a picture with us. So I thought that was kind of nice. That's nice of him, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure that the uh, coup de gras or the, uh, what's the, the top of the mountain? The, I don't know. The would be CM Punk. That would be pretty awesome. But Seamus, who was already a stunt granny favorite because we're unbiased coverage. No, we are biased we're heavily coverage. biased. Yes. Um, are you trying to shit into the trash can, dude? What are you doing? Oh, my God. Did you sit on something? Okay, look. Uh, all right. <laughs> to, to describe the seed, Kevin is holding a trash can between his legs while he's playing with the back pocket of his shorts. It seriously looks like he's trying to pinch a loaf. Um, I don't understand what he's doing, but... As weird as it is, it's oddly up. erotic. So <laughs> it's almost like he's playing on a ball bag that's attached to his ass. I don't know where to post this, but it's going to get posted sooner or later. Yes. So, um, oh, for those who are wondering, Dusty Gibbing was on the way to Atlanta. Um, the problem was Dusty's awesomeness crashed the plane. The only survivor <laughs> was Dusty. We don't know where the plane went down, though, but we know Dusty's alive because he's been texting us going, I'm so fucking awesome. A plane crash didn't kill That's me. That's right. I heard at least one person on the plane broke their back. Yes. Two people will never wrestle He's again. They're paralyzed. <laughs> They're paralyzed from the waist down. One guy went on to become a 16-time world champion. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. So, all right, now that Kevin's done playing with his ass, we don't have to cover any more time. Um, all right, so, yeah, you've heard enough of Kevin and I, so I guess this is our way of grilling Eric on this stuff. Uh-oh. Um, all right, so first, Eric Nelson. <laughs> if we can use your full name for a change. I'm sorry, Eric um, N. No, that's yes. way too obvious. Eric N. And e. what? Uh, never mind. No, it's Eric um, Hold for Swank Nelson. Yeah, yes. thank you. Um, that's his middle name. <laughs> www.holdforswank.com. Um, all right, first, I guess, give us your order of the WrestleMania card since Kevin and I clearly have it wrong. Okay, here's my, here's my silly oh, thought right. process behind this. I've always thought that shows like this should be split into like thirds, and every third should have a main event. 
So I'm thinking that the show's got to start with an exciting entrance, like a recognizable entrance, but kind of a lower card match, like a Rey Mysterio comes out to the fireworks and who's that jumping out the sky and Booyaka and all that bullshit, uh, followed by Cody Rhodes. So I'm thinking the show starts with Rey Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, second match would be Big Show and Company versus The Core. And then third match is where we get Michael Cole. I don't know who's going to do the announcing at the beginning of the show, but my thought actually was uh, Michael Cole comes to ringside and he pulls that old Jerry the King Lawler trick where he's like, I'm so good, I can wrestle, and I can do play-by-play by myself, grabs the microphone, and but then the anonymous Raw general manager chime comes on and uh, he's like, oh, now I've got a blah-blah-blah from the anonymous Raw general manager, and he reads it and it's like, Jim Ross is going to call this next match? No! Blah, blah, blah! And he throws a big fit. Yeah. Anyway, third... I, I think wow, third... do you think the chime is actually going to happen? I think the chime... Yeah, the chime is, like, one of the main draws and main things going on in WWE right now. I actually think the chime is going to make be a factor at WrestleMania this year. I think the chime has to happen. I think I, so. I don't know how we didn't come up with that. Yeah, it has to happen. So I'm thinking Jim yeah. Ross comes out early in the show, third match, the Jerry Lawler-Michael Cole match, to call that match and then call the rest of the night. So... I'm thinking, like, fourth match. Um, oh, uh, Sheamus Daniel Bryan, because that's one of those matches people have said that'll really benefit from Jerry the, or from Jim Ross's announcing. Uh, number five, Orton Punk, so that way Orton gets a higher spot on the show than he did last year having to wrestle <laughs> second. Um, let's see, Alberto Del Rio Edge, because it's kind of inconsequential. I'm thinking number seven's probably Undertaker Triple H. And then the buffer is going to be the Snooky six-man tag, and the main event's going to be John Cena and The Miz, because The Rock already, you know, insinuated over Twitter that he was going to interfere in the last few. What are you trying there. to insinuate with the Snooky six six tag uh, six-man tag? That she likes to fuck lots of people at once. I'm pretty what, sure those aren't the first time that word's been used either. I'm sure Snooky not. Snooky and six men. Right. <laughs> well, and that's okay. If she needs a sixth man, I am that man for the mission. <laughs> I'm sure Elise is okay with that just because, you know, her man tags Snooky, which now that I actually say out loud, she'd be really have a problem with that. And be- so. Well, we've got a pull out here anyway, well, so what's the fucking difference? Who tags Yeah, who? just like her gut. Snooky pulls their pants on her, pulls her gut out. Oh, so. my God. Ugh. And uh, the one thing that uh, I know that you're different, or your order was different than the way that we did the preview right. show, but I think that. It's yeah, yeah. pretty much uh, in the vein of ours, but I, I don't think there's any way that that uh, six-person tag match comes in between the two main events. The last several WrestleManias, they've really just kind of gone main event, main event. That's true. And just kind of kept on rolling. So if it's in between Edge and then... Uh, well, Edge and Del Rio... And the other, uh, Ms. Cena and Undertaker Triple H, I wouldn't be surprised if it's that late. That late. I just kind of flip it back a match, I guess, from the order sure. that you were yeah. stating. Well, even Kevin and I, when we talked about the whole setup of the thing, was that we, we put Undertaker Triple H last because, first, it's easy to hate on Triple H. Yeah. And it's easy to say he'll have such an attitude about this that he'll put himself on last. And then we also, if I remember this right, and just, you know, we're far into the afternoon, um, we even said that if the, the matches last, Triple H kind of has to win. Oh, God. Was that yeah. what we said? No. Oh, well, I said th- said there, that's I why said, Kevin's here. 
I said send the crowd home happy with an underta- another that's right, that's win. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's nineteen and zero. If it's earlier in the night, I, they might let it slide. But uh, I, I still have serious, serious reservations that Undertaker's going to win. I've, I, I or, said this, that uh, Triple H is going to win. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I said this to you, and you actually told me to hang on to this idea. I might have said it to you over I am later on, Kevin. But I have the feeling that Triple H is kind of in Batista's seat where Batista was. I that, yeah. Did you yeah. WrestleMania 23? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, God damn this it! Guy better not they're, win. They're pushing him. Yeah, this guy better yeah. fucking not win. And it's like, whereas they were pushing Batista then, now it's like, oh, Triple H is that guy who would flex his muscle and, you know, book himself to win. I, th- I think he purposely put himself in that position, too. All the other reasons I've talked about him being in this match, the primary one being he gets to main event WrestleMania again, I really do think that part of the thought is people are going to think that I might make myself win, and so they're going to be intrigued by this match. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, I, don't yeah. We, I don't know if we quite <laughs> hit that, that angle. <laughs> But I think that's also part of the build-up why Triple H is uh, one of the opponents that you can at least try and sell beating the Undertaker's streak is that because he has the power, and even the people that don't know that he has the -the behind-the-scenes power, Mm -hmm. at least respect Triple H enough that he he could get the win. Yeah, well, that's what we were saying. It was like, does Triple H actually have the audacity to win this match? That's what it came down to. So, That's the thing. That's part of the appeal, I think, is that as egotistical as so many people know that he is, that I don't, I, I don't think – I think that he lets that play into it. I don't think there's any way that he would want – he probably doesn't want anybody to beat the Undertaker's streak or end the streak either. You know, that's an institution in the sport that he claims to love and be a student that's of and blah, blah, blah. That's the word I was looking for before. Not name, not brand or name brand, but institution. Yes, that's what Eric should have been on that discussion. So, um, but no, 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 he nailed it. So, which is, uh, I hate being number three and four on the ladder. So, um. Yeah, well, hey, you yeah. know, Eric and I are at the top of the stunt granny list, and you're, uh, Oh, is that it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the top rung's not here right now. So, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So there's that. No, oh, I'm getting to that. Ha- I'm getting to that hazy point. So you guys have to carry the conversation. Well, um, I mean, what else would you want to uh, bring up, Eric? Since uh, again, we've previewed everything. So I mean, we kind of. Uh, well, I talked about the order. Yeah, I thought might be a little bit different, and that kind of led to the Triple H talk. Is there anything else that uh, maybe you'd want to talk about a little bit more? Well, in terms of, like, you talking about the order of the last three matches, especially the title match, and how the Snooki match might not, you know, be in that last four or so. I understand that, but I think one reason they could go that route is, well, two reasons they could go that route. One, Snooki's a celebrity, and two, they just spent a lot of money on her. And three being the buffer, and you're right, they haven't actually done that buffer match in a long time. So that might yeah. be uh, kind of negate that point. But my other thought coming out of that is, isn't it sad how the SmackDown world title is so far down on the card that the card that I envision, it's number six out of nine matches. That's really sad. Especially Edge, who actually got to headline, like he was the last match against Undertaker at WrestleMania 24. That was a really good fucking match, too. Actually, of all the matches on the show, that might have been my favorite match. That was a great Money in the Bank. That was a great Shawn Michaels-Ric Flair match. 
For some reason, I still. Yeah, are you Orlando. talking about the Orlando match where we were freezing to death at the top of the stadium <laughs> and damn near got burned to death? I by just fire, make sure that's by the fireworks, one. yes, that's the exact oh, okay. same one. Okay. And now, how the mighty have fallen. Now, Edge, the the world heavyweight champion of SmackDown, is at best on my list number six out of nine matches. That's kind of sad. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of the, a statement of what is happening with SmackDown too now. Mm-hmm is that literally everyone that they have any faith in is just getting shipped off that show left and right. Uh, yeah, Punk and... Uh, Punk, yeah, even Ziggler. Ziggler. Like, I mean, they seem to think that... I mean, even though his title reign was only, well, like five minutes or something... Literally an <laughs> yeah. hour and seven, six, 16 minutes? Less than an entire show. Yeah, yeah, yeah less yeah, than right, an yeah, entire show, that. whatever it is. Um, but they already shipped him to Raw. I mean, they wouldn't have had, you know, uh, what am I trying to spit out? Oh, like, if they would have had no faith in him, they really would have quote-unquote fired him and left him (laughs) off TV for a while if they really wanted to cool him off. But instead of letting him cool off, they brought him to Raw. They also brought Vicky Guerrero, the fucking heat monster, to Raw. (laughs) So... (laughs) The heat slimer. The, actually, the heat hey, slimer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, that, that, I like that better. <laughs> heat monster isn't quite right. She kind of looks like slimer, yeah, really. Yeah, across the streams in her match. Oh. <laughs> Even Del Rio. I mean, I know well, that part of okay. the point is to show him on as many TV shows as possible to make him into the draw that they want him to be. That hurt him, I think. It might. It, it might is, have. Yeah. I mean, it helped guys like Morrison early on in their career. You know, like Morrison and Miz wrestled on every single show every single night. But maybe it's doing the opposite for Del Rio. But I think that's what they're thinking. Put him on more shows, get him more exposure. He'll be more of a draw. That kind of takes away from that special aspect of, oh, here's the SmackDown wrestler. Like, Punk got switched. Ziggler got switched. It's practically like Del Rio doesn't have a home. Yeah, well, and on top of that, I I think the one problem with uh, Del Rio is that uh, the other uh, guys that you mentioned, they didn't get Morrison and Miz didn't. They were on a lot of shows, but they didn't get shoved down our throats either. And there's a difference between getting on shows and working your ass. They they had to do their own segments on WWE.com because honestly, even when they were the champions or right before they were the tag team champions, Morrison and Miz weren't getting that much attention until they went to management and said. We need to do this. We need to do something. And we need to get ourselves into the spotlight. And they worked their asses off to do it. Uh, And Del Rio, I mean, I'm not saying that he hasn't worked at all, but he really hasn't worked as much as them. Like, he hasn't been, like, he's not down at the bottom of the totem pole and going, fuck, I need to find a way to get myself up. Those guys had to do it because they literally... Nobody liked them because they came in from a crappy TV show called Tough Enough that nobody wants to renew, and they never put on TV, and they never put two of their most famous wrestlers, one from the female division and one from the male division, on it just to get the ratings up. The WWE would never admit that Tough Enough was actually a good show, well, until they're trying to whore it out now. But, yeah, Morrison and Miz both basically came from that, and they literally had to work from the bottom up, and Del Rio's had to work from the middle up. Was Miz on Tough Enough? Was it? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was on a later season. It was one of those, like, SmackDown-only Tough Enough. Oh, oh, God, that's right. Okay, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Daniel Pewter, right? Yeah, Pewter won that. Who was the uh, blonde guy? Uh, the, no, the guy well, that they thought was going to win, not Pewter. 
There was a oh, okay. blonde dude. Um, was which one was Dolph on? Dolph was on one of them, wasn't he? Or no, he was he was an OVW guy. Okay. Yeah, no, they actually signed him right out of uh, the beloved Kent State University. My job on this one is to bring the conversation to a screeching halt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice of. Uh, so, how do you feel about uh, uh, the uh, abolitionist movement back in 1874? Well, considering we're right next to Stone Mountain, where all the fucking KKK meetings happen, I feel terrible about it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I just said. <sighs> So many Killians into the night, and it's only eight. Yes, it's vodka and cranberry is pretty good. Oh, it's eight eighteen. We got the uh, what's that? Buckhead Pizza Company to get to sooner or later. Yes. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack things right now because I just feel like it. Um, I'm gonna hijack them for you if you don't have something to say. I don't have anything to say, so that's why I have the microphone. I feel like Bob Barker right now because we've got a stick mic, and if I put it in front of my mouth. You only hear me. Feel free and talk, everyone, because you can't hear anything anyone's saying. Okay, let me bring up the other half of this match then quickly. Edge. This just show. Okay, Edge stumbled and sputtered after his baby face turn last year. Um, I think this is the best. I think this is the most over he's been as a baby face in his career right yeah, now. Because they weren't. He wasn't out there trying to cheerly going spear, spear. spear. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I no, that's something that you definitely came... Jeremy, the guy who was just babbling about nonsense, came up with <laughs> a, a long time ago that I didn't make a point about. Like, he would, Edge was desperate to be a baby face. And, and I mean, I didn't, I didn't pay that much attention to it. I was cool with it, but, like, he was so desperate to be a baby face that it actually worked against him. And yeah, now that... Yeah. Oh, well, oh, your main oh. theory was kind of like with Orton, who is still acting like a heel... Yeah. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> well, Edge is still, for the most part, acting like a heel. He's acting like the Edge that made him popular. A popular heel, exactly. So, yeah, no. I, I, hang on. I have nothing to contribute. I'm just yeah. holding the microphone. Yeah, he, he's holding the microphone even though he came up with the theory. <laughs> so evidently, That's how good I am. The, the, evidently, the Killians don't hit you as hard as the vodka and cranberries. I've had 17 vodka cranberries in two hours. That's why it's hit me so hard. So I'm going to turn it back to Kevin and Eric's show with me holding the microphone. I think what it boils down to is like a little bit of identity crisis. Edge is still trying to get over the hump of a failed babyface turn last year against against Alberto Del Rio, who's they've been trying and trying and trying to get him over. He's a little bit over, but it's not... Not I don't know. You're lifting that leg, man. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, Alberto Del Rio. They're trying so hard to get him over. He's just not quite. He's not at 100 percent yet. He's not at. Uh, um, yep. Exactly. I think that okay. sounds good. No. Um, well, are there any other matches that uh, kind of piqued your interest? I mean, I know that you mentioned uh, what was your uh, uh, opener there. Actually, yeah. Let me. Let, can we lump three of them in together? Because okay. of course, because we have Snooky on the card. Yeah. Well, my thought for the first third of the card, I don't know who would actually announce the show to begin with. I'm thinking, you know, like it could be the skeleton crew of Josh Matthews and Todd Grisham or Matt Stryker, Booker T, something like that. But I really think Rey Mysterio comes out to excite the crowd and beats Cody Rhodes. I really think the second match, it doesn't give a. No, it doesn't matter whatsoever who announces that match. The big show. Eight man tag. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No one, no one benefits from the announcing of that match. And then, at the one third point of the card, you get the big angle with Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler, 
Jim Ross comes out, announces the card from that point on. That's kind of I, I see a big angle. I mean, there's only obviously so much Michael Cole can do in the ring, so I feel like the angle is going to carry this, and they might as well throw one more twist into it that Jr. gets to come out and take his rightful spot as the play-by-play announcer at WrestleMania. After which, all the rest of the matches I feel will benefit from his call, like Sheamus and Daniel Bryan. I think Punk getting a match uh, called by Jr. again would be awesome. I think the world title matches, especially with The Rock. You know, that's going to be huge to have Jim Ross call those. That's why I think the first third of the show is going to go like that, because the other two-thirds are going to benefit from Jim Ross. Well, and I guess that was kind of the funny thing, is that I think Jeremy and I felt like uh, Sheamus and Daniel Bryan was also a good starter, because, well, at least I thought it was, because Sheamus got the best of him. It seems like he, to me, he's going to lose. I know that Jeremy disagreed. But, uh, yeah, they kind of have a good pace, but, uh, yeah, Rey Mysterio and Cody Rhodes will also have a similarly high-paced kind of a match. Like, I mean, I know that Sheamus works a little more slowly, but as far as heels go, like, he isn't, like, when Randy Orton was going around stomping body parts, like, he's not, like, a very... <laughs> deliberate is what yeah, he's called. Yeah, he's not deliberate. Stomping body parts. Yeah. That's a band name. And walking it dry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's a good band name, actually. So. I like that. All right. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, but uh, I, I kind of understand... Not kind of. I understand where Eric's coming from, is that Seamus and uh, Daniel Bryan would benefit from it more, and... All the people that think that Brian's been shit on for the last year are completely delusional, which we established yes. in our preview. Yeah. And so having Jim Ross call a match, I, I, I'm actually quite intrigued by oh, the, yeah. the theory yeah. that Mr. Nelson has put forth here. We won't hear it, but it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we might hear it at the strip bar after WrestleMania. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, have to, we have to keep that tradition going. So. Yeah, there you go. Alright. As long as one of the chicks is wearing her RKO shirt. Yeah, so Eric can obsess going, why is she wearing a Randy Orton shirt? Why is she wearing a Randy Orton shirt? Well, Kevin and I have $75 tabs for four beers and four shots. <laughs> Ra- Eric can worry about a Randy Orton shirt on a stripper. <laughs> yeah, I was worried about some way to get a blowjob out of my wife that night <laughs> after going to a strip club. Well, I passed out that night, so I'm pretty sure you could have done whatever you wanted because I wasn't going to hear it. Um... All right, well, we've got, well, our predetermined, I guess, uh, three minutes left. Um, what are you guys looking forward to most this weekend? Uh, this is Kevin talking. Well, now he's going to talk. <laughs> what I've looked forward to most this weekend? Yeah. Um, I guess I still need to go with WrestleMania, honestly. I can see Alicia's footsteps as she's pacing near the door going, when are you dickheads going to be done with this stupid thing you're doing? Uh, okay. Anyway, still WrestleMania. Like, um, it's gonna be fun to watch Raw. We might get, um, because I did see the rumor of Sin Cara possibly debuting. Well, it's not a rumor. They did announce that he's gonna be on Raw Monday. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty badass. badass actually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's pretty cool. I haven't really seen really any nice, of his. I, yeah. I haven't seen any of his in ring work, <laughs> and as exciting as that is, I still think that the card is really good. Like, I uh, have got to admit that I was kind of sort of at least a little bit dragged to the uh, Hall of Fame event because I don't <laughs> like I didn't listen. I yeah, I don't like speeches that much and Jeremy did not listen at all. Now you get to hear seven of them. Including yep. Sunny. She'll be on drugs. That should be good. Yeah, you know, yeah when I if, twirled my hair and got put a dick in my ass and my pussy at the same time. 
That's what they called a DP. It was really nice to have happen. <laughs> well, Chris Candido was wrestling uh, Barry Horowitz. Yeah, Barry Horowitz. <laughs> and losing to Barry Horowitz. I was getting DP'd, working two cocks in my hand at the same time. By the click. You That's know. why they called me she Sonic. Was do- she was doing the uh, pterodactyl, is what you're saying? Oh, my God. You, heard, yeah. you know about the pterodactyl? Jerking off two guys with each arm and sucking a dick in the middle. This is the old pterodactyl act. I will credit Jason Ellis with the describing that. This is why we'll never amount to anything. (laughs) No wonder the click used to use that hand symbol. Because fucking the two (laughs) fingers were up in uh, Sonny's asshole. Alright, so listen, I'm going to have to shut up. Um, So... You didn't ask me and I. Oh yeah, Eric's decided about something. Let's let's hear what he has to say. <laughs> uh, this is this is gonna sound silly, maybe, but I've been a Jerry Lawler fan for like I don't know, probably twenty years of my life now. I'm excited to see him in his first WrestleMania match. I fucking love the guy. I'm pissed that they switched his theme music on Monday Night Raw. That's inexcusable. I hope they come back with the regular old Jerry Lawler music that he's had since '93. That's what I'm the most excited about. I'm kind of interested to see what Undertaker's reaction is like when he comes down to the Johnny Cash music in front of 75,000 people. Yeah. But uh, I'm just, I'm on vacation. I'm excited. I'm doing everything. I don't give a fuck. All right, so I'm going to close the show. I haven't had a whole lot to say other than the comedic relief, apparently, because I've had way too much to drink already. The Yeah. So anyways, um, we're going to be here all weekend. Uh, it's Friday night. We have an open bar between 5.30 and 7.30. Um, so we're going to be hitting a bar pretty heavy before we go to the Hall of Fame tomorrow. Hopefully it carries over because, as Kevin stated, I pretty much ignored slash forgot what, that he did not want to go to the Hall of Fame after <laughs> we bought the tickets. Um, and so we'll see what happens. It, it's a pretty pretty fun environment. There's a lot of wrestling fans here, some with a really large women with weird arms, <laughs> some who are just here because they like wrestling. Um, <laughs> I thought that was a polite way of saying it. Yeah. So, so, anyways, um, watch out on the Marta train because you never know who you're going to meet because some of us met Seamus. Um, I don't know. So, we'll see what happens. And I have to wait five seconds. So, anyways, four, three, wait, two, one, zero.